Because, like, I can log into the ESPN app with Hulu. Yep. And I can actually, I can watch it on my phone. It did let me watch. Really? Um, Interesting. Well, it, it let me watch the state Syracuse game Ugh. on my I mean, phone. Yeah. <laughs> well, for work. It was for work. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You have to, like, toggle something to say it's for work so you don't end up on a watch list. Like. Welcome to an ACC podcast. I'm Lauren Brownlow and back after a week of Thanksgiving that I gave myself off. I have that luxury, I guess. Um, and <laughs> old friend back who I did not ask for that week off and probably should have considering she's technically my boss. <laughs> That's why I was laughing. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, you were like, oh, interesting. News to me. <laughs> But I think we all enjoyed a week off of either recording and or posting and or I mean, week off is a loose term. I know we were all still doing things. So, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's Caroline Darney from SB Nation. And, hi. Yeah, it's been a while. It has. Yeah. And I, I like I let stuff sneak up on me a bit this week and I'm kind of like, oh, who am I going to get on? And I'm like, you know, I haven't had Caroline on in forever. And I also haven't talked to her in a while. So we could do like two birds, one stone this because is, this I miss now, her. This is now a Love Island UK podcast. So. Oh, my God. I still need to keep watching that. My husband. So my husband and I watched a lot of Love Island. It, we watched all of season one, but he got kind of put off by the fact that there's so many episodes. So many episodes. So like. I couldn't get him to keep chugging along. So whenever I watch it, it has to be by myself. But I also have to watch like any murder documentaries I love. Yeah. I have to watch those alone. My wire rewatch has to be by myself. So like I have a lot on my plate. <laughs> yeah, this is but, I'm trying to get through. This is the saddest. This is the saddest sounding thing you'll hear. Um, so anyone who's not familiar who cares at all. It's on for six weeks, usually in the summer, the last season was actually in the winter but anyway um like for the uk one too not just the u.s or whatever u.s did their the summer in like vegas don't and care like for the yeah. i do not care for the u.s one i have to say yeah it's way nowhere near as fun like it's hard now to watch reality shows without swearing um, isn't it it's yeah and, and love is blind was like that too like because it was on netflix so it really and it's not like people are just like dropping f-bombs everywhere it just kind of feels more naturally like how you would talk to your friends or talk about these things. So it's weird. Like, but yeah, there's six episodes each week. So you're at minimum like 36 episodes. And sometimes there's a couple others. Sometimes there's like 60 episodes in a season. Yeah, and I'm like, so I just finished season six, which is all of UK. And then my good friend Kofi, who works for SB Nation, was like starting Love Island Australia. And I was like, oh, no. Oh. Oh, I didn't know that was a thing. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So I think there's only hopefully one season of that. I'm very like, I kind of just need to get all the Love Island out of the way, like out of my system, like just finish all of it so that um, I can move on to something else. (laughs) But the best thing about Love Island UK before we, as you said, this is a Love Island podcast, but like the reason I love it, it's the only dating show that I can really enjoy because it's like they are 
trash people that we know they are on dating shows, but they don't take themselves seriously yes, yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. And it's wonderful. Like, you know that they're vacuous idiots, but they don't pretend to be anything else. There's no serious music. There's no like, cry- well, there is crying, but you can kind of even laugh at their crying. Yeah. It's, it's all it's, amazing. It's wonderful. And the thing that's really weird because the seasons are so long is you get really like connected to the people. Yes. Which like, I know it sounds really weird. So every time that a new season would start, I would start the first few episodes like, I don't like any of you people. What happened to Alex and Olivia? Like that kind of thing. <laughs> and then by the end of the season, I was like, I love all of them and I want to watch for I want to watch them succeed forever. And honestly, the, and I won't spoil which ones, but the success rate has no business being as good as it is for the show. I think there are more successful couples out of Love Island than like if you took the same number of seasons for bachelor bachelorette whatever like it is a far more authentic unreal. experience yeah for and they, people. it's also it's like a weird mix of hunger games <laughs> like especially oh my god yes. you haven't seen like as the seasons progress they send more and more like diabolical like ways to dump people where they're like these are the bottom two couples now you have to pick one person from <gasps> each couple to oh, save. No. <laughs> so oh, now like, I have to keep going. Yeah, now they're like breaking up couples. They make the islanders like pick who stays and who goes. Like, oh, that's wonderful. It's out of control. Oh, and by the way, the thing is too, my husband has has found that there's this whole genre of British television that's like weird dating shows. So we've also <laughs> been dabbling in those. Like there's one where like you pick a menu that you like. Um, or you pick like three menus you like and you go on dates at the apartments of all three of those people or houses or whatever. And oh, like wow. it's and they cook for you. So that's a fun one. And then there's like blind date ones that are amazing. I just British dating shows are just yeah, the best. Top notch. Um, anyway, so so <laughs> much like ACC football. <laughs> yeah. Easy segue into football. <laughs> yes. It's very much the same thing. <laughs> Much like ACC football in that it's underrated because it's not what we in America think of as the proper, you know, <laughs> the, as a, the, the, the normal product you see <laughs> on the field. <laughs> oh, yeah, and yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a disaster at times, but it's more authentic. That's ACC football. Yes. No, I did. Like, I'm not, we're not going to get too into this week's games because quite frankly, they're actually bad. And I stumbled into this by accident. I actually think the Virginia game is the best game of the weekend, which yeah, is wow. And, and guess wow. what time guess what time it is not on? Hey, nighttime. Yeah, it's a three thirty game. I know. So I was I told uh, you know, Bennett Conlon, who's the UVA B writer locally, <laughs> he said, you know, UVA B C will be at three thirty on RSN. And I was like, I don't understand those words because it's not 8 p.m. <laughs> on ACC Network, which like every game has been. And of course, this is the weekend I have class, which means I have class until six o'clock. And I was like, no, <laughs> like I was so excited to be able to like watch the game at eight. But now I'm going to. Also super cool that. Yeah. And you'll have to figure out how to do it because it's it's super, super cool that most people can't watch it unless they have cable. Yeah. Um, which, of so course, fun. is in the room that is not where. I usually take all my classes. Oh, no. But I have the computer that has Hulu that I normally am able to, like, just put something on in the side. So I'm trying to figure out, you But know. Hulu is out here trying to raise rates without picking up the regionals. No. I'm not blaming Hulu for this. Are they raising rates again? I can't deal. I did see that. I know. I, I don't know. I just can't do because I can't keep paying. 
so personal. I can't keep paying no, for I, Hulu Plus to get ACC Network because Comcast refuses to pick to pick it up or whatever the deal see, is. See, like you literally, yeah, you literally I, don't have a choice. I like, don't have a choice. <laughs> like I can't, and so I also still have cable because I don't. It, I can't get the other stuff. It's a whole. I would prefer to have cable. I'm one of the weird people that still is like I'd like to watch my sh- games with no delay. Like I don't want. I, I in yeah no I'm the same way I would rather do that too I wish that John Swafford could exercise his power the way he's done most of this season to frankly like a lot of success um, in the same way over the Fox Sports regionals because yeah. I just think that to have games on channels that most of your consumers can't get and that you ask people to switch to like especially comcast like you ask people to switch to providers that carry acc network they did and now they can't get regional games like yeah you're putting you're especially comcast people you're putting in a very difficult spot well and the Um, fact that we're still blacking out anything in the year 20 the year of our lord 2020 that's the biggest thing right it's really (laughs) annoying it's (laughs) it's because like i can log into the espn app with hulu yep and I can actually I can watch it on my phone. It did let me watch. Really um, interesting. Well, it it let me watch the state Syracuse game Ugh. on my I mean, phone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, for work, it was for work. Yeah, yeah. You have to like toggle something to say it's for work, so you don't end up on a watch list. Like, but I wasn't geographically in my. I was we I. It's a long story. Yeah. I won't. Okay. So you weren't lo- so it could say that you weren't local. So that's the thing is like it, look, it could say that. Yes. It game, could say that. The game is gonna be in Charlottesville and literally like, you know, yeah, a mile, you'll be a mile from my house. And I'm not allowed to go. I couldn't go if I were, but um and I still won't be able to watch the game because like no one's allowed to go. Lift your stupid blackout restrictions. This is ridiculous. Like to have this in COVID and to yeah. let this happen. I just I'm not trying to be like a, you know, old man yells at cloud or old woman in this case. But like (laughs) this is like we can't go to games. Yeah. Throw us a bone here. You should not like I don't know who has to fix this, but someone has to fix it. It's like one giant like switch. Like there's a huge lever somewhere, (laughs) a comically large light switch that someone (laughs) has to flick to like allow everyone all the access to the ESPN three games. Ugh. I mean, and, and the thing is it can't be that hard because John Swafford has already managed to make the sec mad and whiny at him. <laughs> I swear so when, I, not- when I read all that, I was like, this has to be about the big 10. Like the big 10 has to be the one mad. And then I reread it and I was like, the sec is mad. This has what? been the weirdest thing. Yeah. So Greg Sankey came out the other day and was basically like, He's mad that John Swafford has decided to just go ahead and put Clemson and Notre Dame in the ACC title game, and they don't play, I guess, their last game of the season. But both of them would have had to had rescheduled games. And yeah. I think the the catch here, too, is the Clemson-Florida State thing. Like, Clemson's not going to go to Florida State unless Florida State foots the bill. Yeah. Um, and, which and I at other- first thought was stupid, but then I heard how much it cost them to travel in the first place, and I kind of understand <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean uh, there has to be a there has to be a better way to travel right like we well have, they, are we gonna they change the rule are we gonna start investigating that because we got to find cheaper ways to get people to there is that <laughs> that's well, some, some of it's because of the protocols i think yeah, like they have uh, to yeah, take yeah. more vehicles take more buses and whatever and, yeah yeah but um i know that they changed the protocol this past week because the same thing had happened to Virginia. So it was like, all right, this is too expensive for teams to waste money on. So I think that 
what I understand is that the last test of the week will be on Thursday now so that you'll have your results before you travel and everybody will be all good. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's the I mean, with I mean, one <laughs> week left, but whatever. Yeah. And the other part that's the, the thing that's interesting to me with this whole, like, cause Notre Dame was supposed to play wake. Correct. Yeah. And that is also a team that has had its own cancellation yeah. and issues. It, so this is not something where it's like, okay, well, Notre Dame and Miami were supposed to play in this pre-scheduled game that wasn't a makeup game from one that was supposed to happen before. Like, then I'd be like, okay, this seems kind of shady. This so was like, a rescheduled game yeah. into a into a flex date against a team that has had injury and COVID issues. Like, Yeah, and like, does Greg Sankey, is it because he's mad that like Notre Dame doesn't have a chance to like lose? I think that's what it was. Like, because Notre yeah. Dame and Florida, they're not Notre going Dame and Clemson to. aren't playing. They won't, you know, th- it affects their chance to lose the game. Except like Clemson was going to play FSU. So a ha ha. Yeah. No. Yeah. And, th- and that's why I didn't understand why Miami was annoyed, too, because I was like, they weren't losing. So what's your problem? Yeah. And how, <laughs> which one of them? One of them would have made it regardless. Notre uh, Dame would have. And so that's but the I guess maybe game. Sankey's that's- mad because like they could have lost to Wake question mark, but they weren't going to. So sorry, Greg. Yeah, it, it's a very and again, in the year of our Lord 2020, it's a very weird thing to to get mad about and say out loud that because of like it just look at the two like the issues that have happened with, you know, the, oh man, I'm glad you didn't have me on Dabo talking Florida State oh. week because it's yeah. like look even if like i don't think for any second that florida state ducked anybody uh florida state florida state didn't even have the COVID issue <laughs> like they well, whatever some people like now conspiracy theorists were like oh, they actually had COVID and used clemson's positive test to like hide their own issues and now they have it and can't play virgin like this whole like elaborate i was like i don't I think my head's going to explode yeah i can't deal with that but like if you think those things like just text brent venables and be like can't believe they're ducking us like <laughs> you don't need to go and unprompted say it in a press conference during a global well, pandemic like even if prompted <laughs> yeah also true that's really because i saw clemson people sometimes being like well he was asked the question yeah so and, and even in week I, two <laughs> like if the media is gonna yes the media will ask you to keep talking about it because it's juicy and makes people talk about things and because you don't shut up about it yeah so then like people are like well they asked him and he answered i was like well he also could be like that was last week we're playing pit this week i'm gonna focus on exactly pit. or i don't know hey maybe we should just ask dabo his entire game plan against notre dame will he answer that yeah exactly <laughs> start Easy. asking him like when you run this play you know how, what plays in your playbook have you not used yet <laughs> you know like just really start but i'll and, say uh, this yeah. like i knew it was the right move for swafford to do what he did it just made sense yeah. it's not fair to make notre dame play wake and then clemson not have to play so you just balance it out yeah but i really knew it was the white the right move when i saw how mad greg sankey was and, and, <laughs> yeah exactly see, all all jokes aside like i don't understand why like okay so maybe they get two teams in the playoff here's the thing greg it's one year like yeah <laughs> and it's it's funny to me because like i've watched a bunch of you know like alabama's gonna make it in like cool um i i'm very i have like a whole bunch of feelings on the whole we've the whole process is so silly because you look at 
Like the real question to me, I don't know why he's looking at the ACC. Start looking at the Big Ten. Like, yes, that's the other thing too. Like, why are you not? If you're threatened by somebody making the playoff and potentially making it so that you can't get two teams in, look directly at Ohio yeah. State, man. They are four zero. They have Michigan State and Michigan, I think, left on the schedule scheduled right now. Both of those if, teams have. Yeah. Had, I mean, all three of those teams. If you throw Ohio State, and I think have all had their own internal covid issues um and so michigan state where are they on the season um they are not very good they're two and three (laughs) (laughs) like so now ohio state has the has completed or if they win those games completed the murderer's row of nebraska uh i love that they got to play penn state when penn state was number 18 (laughs) like one in i think they're one in one in five one in six penn state uh, Rutgers, uh, and then I do think Indiana is good, but they got a, a yeah. seven-point win over Indiana. Um, and they've had games against Maryland and Illinois canceled. So I do to be not fair, to be fair thing about strength of schedule. And the other the other thing is like Sankey is mad, even though he has four teams in the top eight, and one of them has two losses and one win over an over five hundred team. I'm sorry, yeah. but Georgia's resume is is a trash can. There, and uh, this is where I'm like, I don't want to hear a single thing about Ohio State when Cincinnati's sitting right there, like when BYU is sitting right there. Like, it's so <laughs> annoying. I, just this is why I think that you have to. I, I am team slightly expand the playoffs, like make some of the. But the other thing is, you have to force bigger. them to put G five teams in. Oh, they yeah, won't do it. I, that's why I want to do like a guaranteed G five slot because it's it's clear to me. It's absolutely evident now that they. They absolutely do not care what G5 schools do. The message Yo. they look at Cincinnati's resume, their record. Like they have more. Have look at Coastal. Yeah, Coastal, BYU, like any of these teams. And this all goes back to like why I understand. I understand why UCF fans got so mad and why they got so like, we're the champs, high and mighty. And I, at the time I was like, yeah, UCF's the champs. Now they've like way ruined that. But <laughs> yeah. like, I definitely understand where they're coming from because in that year, when you look at that team's resume and who they played and what they did and how they beat people, if you aren't going to put them in the, in the, in the playoffs, they never were going to. And there was this chaotic energy in the past, I feel like, where like teams like Boise built themselves up over time and you were like, wow, yeah. if they go undefeated and if the P5s all take like a loss or two, they'll, they could really get in. And what's happened now is that it's become increasingly clear that, no, that's literally never going to happen. Yeah. It does not matter what the other teams do. Yeah. And it's weird because there's this, it feels like, oh, you almost have to prove that you're not a flash in the pan type thing. So you have to like have a consistently like good program for several years. But at the same time, then they're like, well, last year doesn't count if you went undefeated. Like, cause that was last year. Last year doesn't factor in. And you're like, which is it? Do I have to have it's an rigged. established record of being good and not just like, Hey, one time we're weirdly winning. Like it's just, that's the thing that's so annoying to me. Oh. So like, what are we doing? And the, the other team that Sankey should be mad at, in my opinion, and their fans are mad at me because I had them ranked below coastal. Sorry, cry about it. Um, was is Texas A&M? Yeah, because they beat Florida barely in a kind of a crazy game. Florida has looked like the way better team since that yeah, game. Hundred percent. Texas A&M has looked a little shaky. Their defense is great. Don't get me wrong, but um, offense not so much. And like. 
but they're still hanging there because of by virtue of that win above Florida. That's who they should be mad at. Yeah. <laughs> I know I, I don't want to hear anything about like this is SEC should not get you any extra street cred this year for strength of schedule or anything. There to me there are two good teams. Well, I I'm on the fence about AM with you. But I think what Sankey's really mad about is the fact that he kind of knows that like the ACC is legit like Clemson, Notre Dame, and then the drop off. And that was especially clear when they played North Carolina. Yeah. Um, when Notre Dame did, it was like, oh, wow, yes. Okay, this really is Clemson, Notre Dame, and everybody else. And the SEC, I think, is Alabama and everybody else. As good as I think Florida is, I think Alabama is just on another level. Yeah. So. And, I mean, like, Texas A&M only beat Vanderbilt by five. What? No, they, they – exactly. They, I'm sorry. <laughs> no. No. And and I'm sorry that you had you were technically like not beaten by 30 by Alabama. Congrats. <laughs> Good job. Well, they were just shy of it. 28. <laughs> exactly. So like that's what they're saying. They're like, we really lost to Alabama. We beat Florida. And I'm like, yeah, but you still lost like handily to Alabama. Like I remember it. Yeah, so, I, that happened. I saw it. <laughs> it wasn't like you lost at the uh, I mean, Georgia has more of a claim to say and they stayed in the game with Alabama than y'all. Yeah. Um, and also you lost and Coastal hasn't. And they have good wins. Anyway, oh, it's just annoying. Oh, this is a group of five podcast. Um, <laughs> well, so I need to I need to know, is Jerkovec playing this weekend? Oh, is he not? Was he not supposed to? Oh, I, no. So he was hurt last week and didn't and play most of the game. It's Jerkovic, just Oh, so you know. shoot. I right, am the Jerkovic <laughs> fan club president. Jerkovic? Jerkovic. Jerkovic. Okay. Yes. Got it. I... I, like I have been back. <laughs> I have been a big fan of um of Phil ever since I heard that his Boston College teammates trying to get him cleared to play this year started a hashtag free jerk. Aww. yeah, that's in great. the preseason, that's which great. is also a little gross, but it kind of works. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that's gross and sweet. Aww. Yeah, <laughs> like- and I just he's super fun. Um, <laughs> I don't see uh, it was a non-contact injury, I guess, last week. OK, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, um, I think I, don't he's, know. I think he's playing. Of course, I think so, too. But of course, it's going to be like 56 and rainy here on Saturday. Um, yeah. So this could be a real disaster because, um, well, I, I mean, it, this one to me, I had put down as a as a loss for Virginia because of the ability that he has to make plays and his passing. And that's such a, like we've talked about the secondary. Well, I don't know if we have, but I've talked endlessly about some of this, the secondary struggles that Virginia has had because of injuries and Brenton Nelson being out and um, Joey Blunt being out. And now they've lost um, Charles Snowden, which is devastating. Um, I think the strategy they used against a North Carolina will actually pay it. Like if they yeah. do the same thing where they're basically like, okay, complete long passes against us. We don't care. Just yeah. don't run the football. Yes, we, <laughs> and Boston college will be like, cool, we can't run the football. And while we have some good receivers, we don't have the receivers that North Carolina had. So we're probably not going to put up 40 points. So that yeah. strategy might work better for them in this game. Yeah. And, th- and that's kind of the strategy. Well, I don't know what you could, would call that. I don't even know if you call it a strategy. <laughs> right? I was say, the, the strategy against Louisville was like, please, Cunningham, don't hurt us too badly. And they managed in like, <laughs> because then they were out some of those, you know, Tutu Atwell and Hawkins and all those guys. So it was kind of like, and Cunningham is unbelievable. I'm sorry. I don't like, he's, he makes things happen. He's like Bryce Perkins. He makes things happen. You're like, how yeah. did you do that? It's so annoying when the other team it, does it. He's like Bryce, but with more turnovers. Yes. Yeah. And that's the thing that, that's the thing that shot 
Louisville on the foot. Like, yeah, they turn over way too much. And as our good friend Mike Rutherford from Card Chronicle was like, every week it's such a new and creative way to turn the ball over. <laughs> yeah, Duke always has the same turnovers. Louisville at least has variety. Yeah, it's, it's, it's exciting. Um, so yeah, I think that one will be interesting. Um, you know, the big everyone's kind of. I don't I don't buy into teams looking past teams. I really don't think that that's a thing. It's a thing that pe- that fans and, like to talk about and you know, media likes to angle stories that way. <laughs> but I don't I don't think there's a huge because you know, Virginia Tech is now again the last game of the year after they had COVID issues to move it from the first game to the last game. Um so I think a lot of Virginia a lot of Virginia fans I think don't really they want to win this game, but they don't really care what happens in this game. They do, but the season's well, uh, an, it, you know, bowl eligibility doesn't matter. <laughs> like everyone's eligible. I don't even. Are know we even going to have bowls? Yeah, Who I don't knows? know if teams will like want to play in them. Like these kids have been. I think teams want to yeah. play in them, and that's why I think this is actually going to be really sad because I do think a lot of these kids were like, "Oh, cool, we get to go to a bowl," and now like all of a sudden, all the bowls are like, "Um, we're not going to do that." So that kind of sucks, but it is what it is. Um. I, you, you, um, it, it was probably for the best, but my, my weird OCD need to go in chronological order has been somewhat disrupted by our talking about that game, but it's okay. Oh, because sorry. quite frank, No, you're fine. But be, it's okay because quite frankly, Western Carolina at UNC is just a big no from me in terms of discussion, um, yeah. at noon on ACC network, as is Syracuse at Notre Dame. Also a no, because by the way, every time Syracuse shows any semblance of a sign of life, the next week they usually get utterly destroyed. So yeah, that's a big fat no for me on both of those to, to break down. Just- I, I want to say like, I do feel really bad for the Syracuse quarterback that clocked it on fourth down. Oh um, my God. Like oh my I want to give that kid a hug at the same time. West Durham's call was perfect where he literally goes it's fourth down so they can't clock it here oh he spiked it (laughs) (laughs) it was like almost the same rather like okay so it's fourth down he can't spike it to stop the clock and oh my gosh he spiked it so NC State's gonna take oh like that's it like we're (laughs) well you know it's it's funny I I should have known that game I did say like because everyone's like oh could that game be a problem for state and I'm like well maybe because every time we think Syracuse is dead they are like no we're not we're right here remember like when we thought they'd lose by like 80 to Clemson and then they didn't and they like hung in that game but every time after the like hey, here's our sign of life game, they get dump trucked. So that's probably what's going to happen. And um, I actually think Georgia Tech and C State's at four on ACC Network. I think like between the Boston College outcome and maybe the state Georgia Tech outcome, that game, those games could be like deciding coach of the year potentially, maybe. Hmm. Like if Jeff Halfley wins in Boston College, maybe he gets it. Certainly, I think if Dave Doran and, and NC State lose to Georgia Tech, that takes him out of the running. Yeah. Um, but regardless of if either of them win, I think they've both done a really, really good job this year. Dave Doran, too. Um, it, it, you know, the Syracuse game just is what it is. Sometimes it gets weird there. But, yeah. um, you know, and he's that been talking up Georgia Tech. He's yeah. been talking up Georgia Tech all week. He's like, look, this team is not bad. <laughs> like, this is a good team. and. You know, so it could, it could get tricky for them there. But I think if you wanted to vote for him, if they win that game, I would have no issue with it. I think he's done a great job. 
um, especially considering everything that they've gone through losing their quarterback and the record they had last year. And but I'm also super impressed with Jeff Halfley. So if you wanted to vote for him, I'd have no problem with it either. And look, if you want to if you want to vote for Brian Kelly, fine, mm. whatever. <laughs> But I think enough, I, I seriously do think this, like, I think enough like ACC media types that vote for this are going to be like, nah, man. Oh, mm-hmm. absolutely. <laughs> like, nah, fam. Sorry. I And I know, I know like it's like this was mutually beneficial, but just I can't. can't. It's, exactly. You know, you're no. not, yeah, you know, like, and that's where I, I get very serious about like, they're not the coastal. Don't let them try and claim like being fun and cute because they're not any of those things. They're not coastal. They're not coastal at heart. They don't get to claim like that they're the coastal champs because, you know, take the Atlantic. You can hang it over there if you want to claim a division. Otherwise, like, don't try and get in on the jokes. Like, you don't get in on any other stuff. Like, no. Uh, no. Well, but see, if we claim that, if we claim them, they don't get to do it, but we could do it for them. So we keep the streak alive. That's really all that matters. I, yeah. You know? I will because they, they would never claim it for themselves they take themselves far too seriously for that oh i've already seen a couple things and i was really like, no no oh. no no my friends no you don't get to it's it's the very much the like i get to like i can complain about my friend but if you do like i will stab you type thing like they're like oh i guess we're the coastal no you are not no <laughs> you should be like i don't think you understand what that will mean for your football program yeah i know right and so they were like well we beat all the coastal teams and someone was like that's definitely not how it works <laughs> no then you're not coastal <laughs> you're at all not co- that is like a, that proves that you it's don't the opposite know of coastal yeah. energy <laughs> yeah you do not go undefeated against coastal teams if you're in the coastal that is like no. rule one of the coastal Correct. <laughs> and actually, like I started, I didn't do it this week because I just didn't want my mentions to fill up with trash. But um, <laughs> I, I was going to legit write about this because like state fans have started to do this thing of like, hey, see, this is like what could happen if we were in the coastal. And I'm like, yes, but all of your losses were to the coastal. Yeah. 100%. Like, yeah. <laughs> and I but I get it. I think that they I do get it in the sense that I think they have enjoyed this season more. Because they didn't have the non-con games that were trash. You know what I mean? Yeah, every game. Every single yeah. game is winnable and losable for them. Yeah. And that's fun. I get it. And that's the Coastal. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely. exactly right. And See, so that part, yeah. I get it. They they could totally be Coastal if they switched. Yes. Like, they have such Coastal energy. Yeah, I was going to say, State has huge Coastal energy. Probably yeah. the most Coastal. Uh, yeah, I'd say Syracuse the Syracuse most- has some tendency. I, I literally, that was why I paused. I was like, uh... Syracuse has some pretty heavy coastal vibes. Uh, mine Ma- is Boston College, like, not on the coast. I, Boston College, I'd kind of toss into the mix gently, but really, it's Syracuse and State. I think are the most yeah, coastal. I don't know why Boston College just feels like Atlantic to me. This is like so off the rails at this point. Atlantic feels like stuffier to me. Like, and yeah. they're like I'm Boston, I'm Boston College, and I, again, I understand that I'm saying this as someone who covers Virginia and that. North Carolina <laughs> and Duke are also in the coastal, but there's just something it's like yeah, almost. But those aren't stuffy football programs, right? Exactly. I don't know why. Like I don't know why I get this vibe where it's just like they seem more prim and proper to me in football senses. Like you don't. I feel like you haven't like, gotten yourself messy enough in these like disasters. That's games. why I love Dracovic so much because yeah. he's not like that at all. Yeah, <laughs> it's like anti Doug Flutie vibes. Like <laughs> totally. I love. I love him. He's wonderful. Yeah, I'd probably go halfway and then. Doran and honestly like this is complete bias from covering the team but I put Bronco in third for like their their protocols and the way they've attacked this season has been extremely impressive to me and it and it's been 
I know it's been hard Although, for a lot of people. Uh, I was going to say, if we're going that way, Halfley and them, they still don't have any cases yeah. since July. That's pretty bananas. Um, yeah, Virginia, I think total, they've had 11 since July and wow. only had seven. And not all of those were positive cases. Those were... Yeah, number, contact. Yeah, cases, number yeah. of student athletes. And there's four current, there were four like current. So I don't know what sport or whatever, but yeah. So yeah. And bo- again, both of those programs have been. And yeah, that's, great. I, and if I'm <laughs> trying to decide between the two, you know, between like, oh, so and so and so and so, and Boston College has had no outbreaks, I'm like, I'm going to go Boston College. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, no, no offense to state because like, you know, they won three games last year. So like, regardless, yeah, yeah. it's super impressive, but like, BC has had a tougher schedule too, for sure. So yeah, um, you know they had Clemson and Notre Dame. <laughs> yeah, either and they still uh, yeah. might win seven games. Like yeah. that's pretty crazy. That's pretty good. Either either one of those two coaches, I think, absolutely deserves it. Yeah, I would I would be down for it. Um, and yeah, I don't. I mean, there's really nothing to preview beyond that because it is what it is. Georgia State's either going to show up and take care of business or they're not. So, um, yeah, that has weird vibes all over it to me. Yes, very weird, very weird. Um, uh, Clemson, Virginia Tech, sure. I don't know. Yeah, just basically. I just, I mean, man. Yeah, Virginia Tech (laughs) is having some problems right now. That's yep. That's why I had uh, Mike McDaniel on a couple weeks ago to sort of tell me like, are are they okay? And the answer seemingly is no. I mean, Not really. And there, there's a lot of interesting things, I think, to unpack because it's the obviously it's a program that has immensely high expectations from their fan base. And that's good. I don't think that that's a bad thing. I'm not saying that it's like, you yeah, expectation, but it's been, you know, the quick turn, not, not even quick turn. I guess he's in year four now, isn't he? Fuente? Five. Well, it was five because they were hired yeah, at the same time as Bronco. That's the thing. And and what worried me based on talking to Mike too and what he said on this podcast too about, about recruiting, I think yes. that was that's yes. the biggest thing for me too. It's not even so much game results or anything. It's like that because that's whatever. But if you can't recruit and like the fact that they're not recruiting the state anymore is a big problem. Yeah. I mean, well, Virginia just got a four-star defensive end um, out of 757 last night. Like the highest rated I think the highest rate recruit under Bronco four star. He's like ninety five, ninety six. Yeah, know. Virginia Tech just has zero foothold there. Yeah, n- anymore and, none. They yeah they I think like it's to the point where they're like oh Shane Peamer's going to get hired by South Carolina and that's bad for us, which is a wild turn of events, right? <laughs> I just I mean, and what's really sad and difficult in all of the stuff with twenty twenty, I'm very shocked that any places have fired coaches in 2020 i think it's like beyond the pale because you know especially as like virginia tech has to make a choice right and they are he has a 15 million dollar buyout and this is an athletic department that just furloughed or let go hundreds of people in their athletic well mike has been on this train of like they can't afford to do this like literally yeah they cannot afford to do this it's not like like you hear texas is going to move on well they have like a billion dollars regardless so you know and usually donors pay a lot of the buyout slash new coach salary anyway so hey if they're if those people are willing to do it like they're the ones who have to make that call anyway but that's not virginia tech and yeah right yeah, and and South Carolina, I think the schools that have done it, I feel like are schools that were probably already about to fire the coach anyway, and 
you know. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm obviously more familiar with, you know, numbers with buyouts and all that stuff with the Virginia Tech because they're yeah. in the same conference in the same division in the backyard type thing. Um, it's just, sho- it's just shocking to me. I mean, like you, and again, you're right because like, look, Michigan's probably close and they probably should. South Carolina should have. Um, it's just the idea, like, it's just hard. Yeah, no, to, I, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. And, and look, Michigan, like you said, there will be boosters that can probably cover, you know, like when we say boosters, there's probably like five people that can cover them, you know, like done. We got it taken care of. It's just, I, I don't know. Does that job at Virginia tech hold the same appeal that it did? Like, where is that on like strength know. of coaching job? The biggest thing is you have to have somebody that can recruit that state. Like it's just, that's so important. Yeah. And you know, like when Carolina got rid of Fedora and brought in Mac at first, I thought it was insane. And then when he quickly started like, you know, actually yeah. reaching out to coaches in the state of North Carolina, like you've seen the dividends that it's paid. And that's so, I mean, it, it sounds stupid, but like, that's so important. You cannot just rely yeah. on talent from out of your state exclusively to build your program. You just yeah. can't do it. No, you can't. And that was always, you know, the big Virginia, Virginia tech debate or one of them was who controlled that 757 Tidewater area. And it was always Virginia tech. And then for a while it, you know, right now we're in the situation where it's still controlled by outside States. <laughs> yep. um, and, and, Virgi- and honestly, that's one of the reasons, you know, like why Bronco turned over a lot of the staff, but kept Marcus Hagens on staff who was familiar with the team and familiar with it, you know, recruiting in state. And I think that has been helpful. Um, yeah, and Virginia Tech's also not getting as many recruits in North Carolina, which they were getting when Fedora was there because he yep. didn't do a good job of recruiting the state. And so that's been that's had an impact on them too. Because here's the thing. It was interesting. Marquise Williams Marquise Williams, sorry. I, I don't know why I always pronounce his name wrong, even though I covered him for years. He a former UNC quarterback. He was on um uh Kelly Gramlick and Eric McLean's podcast this week, um, talking about his college experience and whatnot. And he was taught, he had offers from all over the country, including like Notre Dame and places like that. But he, he wanted to stay close to home. And that's such a big factor for some kids. They want their parents to see them play. They want to be close to their home. And, you know, if you don't give them a viable option to do that, you know, they're going to go elsewhere because that's, what's best for them. Yeah. And honestly, do you, I, I don't know. I, and I don't know anything about Shane Beamer outside of like, you know, do you think, I always get nervous when teams want to go back to I know a familial tie and in Shane Beamer, I think you know, like, you know, you don't get picked up by Oklahoma and Georgia if you don't know what you're doing. Um, I think that that might be, I, I think, and he played at South Carolina. Like, I just think that that might be a better fit. And maybe that's me just being like, he seems like he could know what he's doing and I don't want him to change but you know Uh, i just it's just it's so and you know the job isn't even open yet do you fire someone and have to pay 15 million dollars in the middle of a pandemic to rush going after someone that you think might be the right fit because the last name was the same as your last successful coach i guess i mean like how i'm looking at it frankly you know how the job is at south carolina like yeah he could be he could be back again in three years (laughs) that's exactly the number i was gonna say give him three years he will he's his ass will be fired just dm shane and be like 
Shane, make sure that your buyout stuff is this not is, super intense. They should just get like an arrangement with uh it's like when you it's like when you were younger, like in your twenties or something, and like one of your male friends, you were like, if we're not married when we're forty. Yeah, exactly. Which was such a stupid thing to do in like, hindsight, you're never by the actually way. Like, gonna do that. But it's like you 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 do one of those packs, but for real with yeah. Shane, like, hey. When she leaves, when when she leaves you, you know, when she dumps you, I'll be here. We'll be right here. Yeah, like when you know, just make sure that your buyout's not super crazy. Yeah, we'll come, yeah, we'll, we'll come for you. What if South Carolina asks why the buyout isn't more? Shh, just don't just, worry about it. Yeah, you know, tell tell them you're anti buyout. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just tell them you think buyouts are exploitative. Yeah. I mean, they are. Yeah. But. Yeah. Hey, if, co- if schools are going to do it, like that's the market. Well, that's the thing. Like, look at what Jimbo Fisher did. I just can't. I was sitting there. I, was, <sighs> I had to like bring it up and like read. I was reading, reading it out loud to my parents because they were like, he did what? And I was like, oh, yeah, this is amazing. And just like started talking about his it's, ridiculous contract. It's just the best. And like such kudos. Like, it, and it's such like a lack of shame on the part of uh, Texas A&M. I've, I love everything about it. Um. And by loved, I mean hated. But yeah, I mean, I mean, but there is something kind of just spectacularly like shameless about it on both parts. Yeah, you know. Yeah, that I, I that I do I do kind of enjoy it. Like Texas A and M is just like we don't care. This money means nothing to us. Just have it. Just have it all. And it's like, okay, <laughs> wow. I just can't imagine what it would be like to have that kind of money. Yeah, no, that's absolutely foreign to me. I, I can weirdly though see this game against Clemson being like oddly close. Yeah. I was going to say the same thing. I mean, I still think they'll win by double digits, but yeah. I, you know, I don't know. But also like I wasn't <laughs> when Clemson came out, intercepted pit off of a flea flicker. And then three plays later threw a touchdown off of a flea flicker. I was like, that is the most savage no, they've engaged the war machine. Yeah. Yeah. They've like, I feel like they're fully, they've engaged. We are going to be the heels now, not like tar heels, but yeah, yeah. We, it's the heel turn. Like they just absolutely are like, you know what? Screw it. We're the bad guys. Now we I, I, like, they've pulled the aw shucks mask off and now they're just flame spraying people. So I'm also concerned in that sense, like maybe it's going to be just a disaster from start to finish. So that's, I know that's really like, Oh wow, Caroline, you think it's either going to be close or a blowout? Good, good pick. Um, But I I wouldn't be surprised. No, it's, I agree. They came out and just like made people start posting memes that say like they have families or if it becomes (laughs) one of those really weird games where you're like, how is this so close in the fourth? yeah no i'm with you on that and i'm just excited for the title game because i think it'll be great and it'll be really fascinating to me to see who acc fans decide to kind of get behind because there are a lot of acc fans that are kind of like over clemson yeah and i i get it like yes i get like Dabo can be annoying and stuff but i still i like trevor lawrence a lot and i I like a lot of players on that roster so like i don't necessarily think it's super fair to like punish is the wrong word because they don't care if you root for them or not but like you know i still enjoy watching them play and um you know but it's like it's them or notre dame and so (laughs) no yeah it's gonna be fascinating to see who people decide to rally behind Um, i just i love travis atn so much that like yes he's great and i do i really like trevor lawrence and and wrencher wrencher oh wrench i was darian wrencher great dude absolutely for him 
um, you know, Amari Rogers. Like they've just got so many fun play, and that's like, yeah, I think in that sense, I also do think it would be cool to have two. Well, I after I say all those things about like, part of me is like, well, if Clemson loses, maybe that opens the door for BYU or. It doesn't. It doesn't. So let's just have two ACC teams in it because I think yeah, I think the conference it. gets more money that way, right? And that's what we're all yeah. And we get to and- see we we get to hear Greg Sankey cry more. And I'm gonna <laughs> also love that. true. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, cry so more, I, Greg. So I, I think like I want Clemson to win because I want them to be in the college football playoff, and I want to make the SEC mad. That'd be great. Yeah. Um, Miami at Duke closes out the night. Oh, Jesus. Oh, well, you know what was funny? Miami played. Can we? It's been a while. A, but B. Okay, this is really funny. Well, it's not funny. It's actually, I, I, I've literally winced when I saw this tweet. Like earlier this week, somebody was saying like they were trying to, they were legit trying to find Clemson an extra game because they knew they weren't going to play Florida State, and they were like Duke appears to have an opening, and I was like, dear sweet God, no. Yeah, why would Duke you do is that? no. This is like beating Duke with a two by four at this point. Please stop it. <laughs> Just let them go home. <laughs> well, here's the crazy thing, Caroline. Like David Cutcliffe has talked this week and stuff, and like they aren't ready to go home, and I don't know why. Oh, gosh, they might they're like mean- the they're like the person who got drunk at a party and is like keeps passing out on the couch. <laughs> And like you're like nudging them, and you're like, "Hey, you might want to go home." And they're like, "No, no I'm no, not no, tired. No, I'm, not, I'm good." <laughs> and you're like, "No, really, you're embarrassing yourself. Gonna, there's gonna, there's drool on your shirt. Like, you need you to Uber. leave. I'm gonna call yeah. you. No, 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 no. I'm fine. I'm fine. And then they throw up on themselves. That's Duke football this year. <laughs> My Miami's last game was November 14th. Oh, that's actually more recent than I thought. <laughs> Against Virginia Tech, when they won by one point. That game was. That game was so coastal. It, yes, it, it made my heart warm. <laughs> yes. Um, yeah, they have not played in a while. Um, so yeah. Um, be, I don't think it'll be. There might be some rust, but I, I think that there's just too much. Um, Duke has played nine football games and has 30 turnovers. Oh, my God. I don't even. So well, yeah. I was I gonna just, say, how did that happen? They had seven in the first game. So, yeah, they had five last week. Oof. I don't, I've said this every week on this podcast and everywhere, whenever anybody asks me about Duke football, I don't understand this Chase Bryce thing, but it is what it is. I don't know. I got nothing. I don't know. Oh, well, football. Okay. That's enough football for today, I guess. (laughs) We can, we can touch on basketball for a minute, but like, here's the thing. I'm paying First of all, it's harder for my increasingly aged brain to follow. Oh, by the way, I have to share this with you because it's really embarrassing. And I hope that anybody who is listening um, feels sorry for me or you can think I'm an idiot. It's fine. I am an idiot. So I was like late with my ballot this week for basketball because like I'm just not in that mode right now. I'm just not. I mean, I was following it and everything and I follow the results and stuff like that. But like I still have football to cover and everything. And like literally I get a call from like the voting office and they're like, you got to put it in your basketball poll. And I'm like, Oh shit. So I'm, (laughs) so I'm scrambling around and like teams that lost, I'm like, I usually like take the ranking off of their name and then I cut and paste them around. Well, Kansas lost Mm -hmm. obviously in a close one against Gonzaga. Mm -hmm. I forgot to put them. Well, you know, (laughs) close-ish. I'm still not going to like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. I had them eight. 
Yeah. I did not. I accidentally did not put them back in my rankings. That probably is going to end up being for the best. I like they were not in my rankings at all. Yeah. And no and no one like usually somebody from AP will like catch something that egregious and be like, hey, did you mean to do that? I did not. And immediately I start getting like I didn't even know I'd done it. And I start getting all these mentions from Kansas people. And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. Most of them handled it great, by the way. So thank you for that. I still feel like a real idiot because somebody was like, kudos to you for owning it. I'm like, well, what would the alternative be that I dropped the number eight team for losing to the number one team out of my poll? Like, yeah. that's absurd. There's no way I could justify that, even if it were true. Like, yeah. So, Thanks yeah, for that was. It. I'm like, what are the, it's, it's, I mean, I'm like, no, it's still embarrassing. I was like, because people were like trying to defend me. And I was like, no, no, they can drag me. It's fine. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I think now you, it would be fine. Like, I don't, I just, I don't trust Kentucky. I don't trust Kansas at this point, And that's fine. There's a lot of, the well, only, here, sorry, I should yes. list the teams I do trust. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gonzaga and Baylor. <laughs> And that's yeah, that's the end list. of list. And that is the end of the list. Um, you know, I don't I think there are other teams that, and I'm not yet in the camp that they are the best teams and no one will touch them. I don't I'm not right. there. I don't think that that's the case. I think that there are a lot of actually really good teams this year when you look at Wisconsin, Illinois, Iowa, mm-hmm. Virginia, Villanova, like all teams that have either lost games that they probably shouldn't have or have been close in games, you know, like that Illinois Ohio game, like showed some issues that they might have. Sure. Um, but I said again with no preseason, no exhibitions, no scrimmages, like everyone's just trying to figure it out. So here we are. It's 2020. Like, let's just roll with it, make it work. Yeah. I mean, it, I think the, the, the like acclimation curve to college basketball season is just going to be a lot steeper than it was before. And I think we might even be like halfway through January and thinking teams are a hot mess before they get it together. Um, yeah. That's, that's just what I think the reality is. So I'm not, I put, I don't put a ton of stock into early season stuff anyways, beyond just like, Hey, look at so-and-so showed me something like right. watching Duke the other day. I wasn't like, Oh God, Duke is a disaster. I was like, Oh, the Breakfield kid. Like, I like him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's, like, th- that's what you look for to me right now is like the the positive signs for the future as opposed to like, oh, no, no one can shoot and they don't run a coherent offense. Yeah. Like, whatever. And, and that's, you know, there was a little false security, I think, from Virginia fans when they played so well against Towson, especially shooting from three and then struggled in that respect from against, I think, and, they, and this is not just making excuses. I think San Francisco is going to be actually very good. So, this is a team that, you know, was 80 in Ken Palm. Like, again, not ideal, but that's not any different than, you know, going on the road and having sure. a, a weird game at Boston College, you know. Um, but it'll be interesting. So we'll see how ACC Big Ten Challenge is already next week, which is nuts. Um, it's going to be. I just like, again, this is probably my age. But I can't I just have such a hard time when football season is like still in full swing, like juggling them both in my brain. I just I have a hard time with it. And especially now that like there's legit like two more weeks of football season. Like I can't I can't do both. I just don't multitask well. It's a lot. There's I was thinking about that. I was like, how do we because usually we're finishing up like, you know, we've already had the last regular season game and we're looking only at the championship game. And we're looking at bowl stuff at this point. 
Like we usually don't have, and yeah. granted, I know foot basketball usually starts, you know, November, early November. So we do have this overlap, but it's not usually. And usually like we're an ACC championship game week. By yeah, now, exactly. Though. So like, we're and not, we're not worried about, <laughs> we're not we're, like, and by the time we're doing the ACC big 10 challenge games, we're not still thinking about regular season ACC. Exactly. Games. So that's, that's usually the like, time yeah. I turn my attention to it and yeah. I can't because yeah, but no, it's just, I, I can't. I'm not good at multitasking. And then the other thing is, like I said, I put even less stock than usual as to early season results. So I'm just like, whatever, wake me up in a month. Um, I'm still following it, of course, but like, it's just more and like watching when I can, of course, but, and shout out to North Carolina, because in a season that's going to feel so weird and abnormal. And when 2020 is giving us all these just bananas things that have never happened before. Kudos to you all for giving us a sense of normalcy by continuing Roy Williams, like weird tradition of losing to Texas for no discernible reason, no matter who their coach is. <laughs> I know. No, I'm not saying Texas isn't good. Like they, it was bananas that they returned a hundred percent of their scoring. I don't even know how that's possible in today's college works. basketball. How do you do that? That's so crazy. Right. But like, still it's just, and, and a close game too. That's the thing. Yeah, losing close, close to Texas. Yeah. Yep. They've won, I think they've won nine of 10 against North Carolina. That's crazy. And PS, like Roy did not lose to them like this at Kansas even. So it's like a, it's specifically a UNC Texas thing. <laughs> I did laugh a little bit because uh, Mac Brown at a teleconference the day of that game. And they asked him like about the game and he's like, you're a jerk for asking me that. And I just thought that was really funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah because he those are his schools you know those are his people so yeah. uh but that was just really yeah max uh max daughter by the way if you're listening to this in time to know is on jeopardy friday night and he was very excited about that that's awesome that's very cool yeah catherine catherine ryan is her name because i got a bunch of virginia people asking <laughs> so me many. is that virginia yes yeah, so many t- people were like is that the virginia professor i'm like no that's barbara wilson and i didn't know he had a daughter at virginia as a professor so <laughs> Wow, his kids are very smart. Yeah, and I just I it was there was I just was laughing because I saw a couple times where I'd see like your handle and so I'd be like, is that the one in Virginia? Is that the one? And I was like, how do maybe this many people know where Mac Brown's kids are? Like, I had no idea that was a thing, and then yeah. I googled like I googled. Uh, <laughs> oh, you, Catherine mean, you, Ryan. you quickly found the answer online and didn't. Well, know. to be fair, it wasn't that quick because I googled Catherine Ryan UVA and like got nebulous results and so i'm like okay that's not it so i looked up the name of mac brown's kids and then when i looked up barbara wilson uva immediately it came yeah. out and i was like oh, okay <laughs> that's funny so it wasn't that quick but, but I, I i was like should i have known that that was a thing because i did not <laughs> i had no idea that just made me laugh very very internet vibes on that one but our mutual friend david who i met in real life when i was in charlottesville um said that he knows her and thinks very highly of her oh, at good. virginia so i was like man. that's cool if he says yeah. he knows someone and they're good people i trust him yeah so that's cool but yeah um i don't know i guess that's about it i can't really think of anything yeah. else um i mean oh i mean i guess really the only early season story that's cool is like virginia tech getting yet another top five win for mike young yeah, good for him weird, i love right? mike young i love mike young i think he's so great i thought that was a great hire by virginia really tech hire too um uh, very good hire i like Mike. yeah I, and that they have some interesting pieces they've got a lot of new faces but they do bring in you know carter diara uh i thought they'd be in a world of hurt without landers nolly going to memphis but and now um, he's kind of a disaster at memphis yeah yeah they set him out the other day for disciplinary reasons oh man what a bummer i know I know, I know. I just, it yeah. stinks. Um, but yeah, I'm curious to see, like, ACC's gonna... You know who's... Well, they 
looked good early <laughs> against Florida last night and then fell off the face of a cliff. But I still can't stop thinking about it. Maybe it says more about Villanova at this point than Boston College, I guess. But I, yep, I think so. I, I, yeah, I, they just looked, but they looked so competent. I was like shook. It, again, that sounds way, way, way meaner than I meant. But like for that early in the season, and like they were just putting stuff together, and I was like, oh, Boston College. They are hello. one and three. I know. Wow. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, two of the losses are like, yeah, you get it, but oof. Yeah. And spe- specialist of shoutouts to Josh Passner, <laughs> who returns like much of his roster and is 0-2 with a loss to Georgia State. I'm furious. They were like the team that I was like, you guys, keep an eye on Georgia, Georgia like, State because they bring back Speaking everybody. of normalcy. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of normalcy. <laughs> Shout out to Josh for continuing to be you. And oh, my dumbass fell for it. <laughs> disapp- I get it, though. I thought the same thing. Alvarado's still there. I think what it is for Georgia Tech is whenever anyone thinks they're going to do anything good, especially Passner, it's like, whoops. Is Alvarado or Playtech more the guy this year that's the, that guy's still here? <laughs> I guess it's probably Playtech, right? Because even North Carolina, like North Carolina fans have a very strange relationship with Playtech. <laughs> Like, I saw a game and I was like, damn, Playtech's still on this team. Like, last year, people would be like, why is Playtech in every time he was in? I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Love. Jeez. Yeah, that's going to be um, the why are you still here person for next year is definitely going to be Kihei. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's true. 100%. That is. I was like, wait, does Jay Huff have eligibility left? <laughs> well, he will after this year because this oh, year's free. So he technically, I think, could stay another year. <laughs> oh man, that would definitely be that. I think if he was I still think. there, yeah, that would be hilarious. Uh, <laughs> by the way, I before we get out, this is a really random, funny thing because then we can just end on time for once because I'm very good at that. Um, like the the stat I saw floated around was that this is the first year since I think 2007 that a, a former teammate of Stillman White from North Carolina is not on the roster. <laughs> I love that. Like he he he. If you don't know, he started at North Carolina and then did a Mormon mission for a couple years and came back because he's Mormon and then came back to school. And so like Brandon Robinson, who graduated last year, was the last Tar Heel that had been a teammate of Stillman White. That is hilarious. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> it's it's really amazing. Uh, shout out Stillman White. I wonder what he's up to. Um, <laughs> and oh, shout, shout out to Roy, who like in his post game against Stanford the other day was very annoyed about the fact that like coaches were not wearing or not. Was it Stanford or um, you? It was uh, UNLV. Sorry, was very annoyed that people were not wearing masks correctly. Like coaches. He's like, because somebody, I guess, had asked him to take off his mask for the interview if he wanted. He was like, no, that's not what they're for. Like, I'm going to wear my mask. Yeah. And look, he he has to be be careful, right? Just in the age range yeah. wise. But it, I agree. Like, look, I get it. Most of the people in the arena are on the team, or the people you're around, the other team have all been tested and all that. But clearly, we've shown that there are flaws in the system. Like yeah. anything that you and especially like you don't know who the like the scorekeepers are right there. Like I, I just any time that you can potentially add to your safety level by you know, and I get too that you're technically protecting others from you when you wear a mask not the other way around but i just i'm with roy like we'll just wear it down if you're if you're stop gonna, taking it down to yell yeah, stop it like if you're gonna do that just don't wear it. i'd rather you not wear it the than, yelling is what spreads the particles more yeah then wear it improperly <laughs> like i'd rather you just don't wear it at that point i'm i literally am waiting for for coach k because like they're they're the only team locally that's not allowing any media 
or anything like that. Um, I feel like Mickey Krzyzewski was one of the only spectators in attendance. Wow. Uh, they they may have parents. I'm not sure. I didn't yeah. notice either way. But they're the only school locally that's not adding any media, not letting any media in. And they are like Coach K, too, has been really, really careful. And I, I am just waiting for him to, like, get super mad at an opposing coach and tell him to wear his mask. Yeah. Right. I'm down. Because, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, until next week, everybody, I guess we should get out of here. People know where to find you, but you can probably tell them if you'd like. Oh, yeah. Um, you can find me on the Twitter at CW Darnie um, or on Shreethalon.com or SBNation.com. Any of those places you can find all me right. talking about all sorts of stuff. Well, this was fun because this is how I socialize now. Yeah, I know, right? It's super fun. <laughs> this is why they always this is why they always go long and some of you are like, oh my god, yeah. so what do you I'm like, please, to? I'm talking to a human. This is wonderful. Um, <laughs> I'm not sad. You're sad. <laughs> I told oh. yeah. Anytime I like do anything or go anywhere, like I overly talk to like the people that yeah. are serving me. You know, like very quickly handing me coffee. I haven't been inside of a restaurant to like I haven't eaten in a restaurant since February, March, I guess. Yeah, um, yeah I'm I'm the same. I'm yeah. just like hello, friends. Please hello. be my. I can't. I'm very lonely. <laughs> I know. Um, all right. Until next week, everybody. 